Hello, welcome to my podcast, Trinity Talks Healing. I am Trinity. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, please go back and start from the first podcast and work your way through because that's what's going to be the most helpful to you. I want to make it really clear I'm not a doctor, I'm not a health expert, I don't work for the medical medium. I am just a mom who has had so much success using the medical medium protocol for autism. And this podcast is just my, um, my way of sharing my experience of the protocol with you. And I'm hoping that it is helpful to you. So please take your medical medium book to your doctor and decide what's right for you and your child. Okay, today's podcast is going to be about transitioning off of no foods and in particular eliminating corn. I'm going to do a whole series of these because I have so much to say about giving up the no foods. Probably the best book for you with the most comprehensive explanation of why you want to avoid these particular no foods is going to be the medical medium book cleanse to heal i mean i'm going to briefly touch on why you want to avoid these foods but i want you to think of me as your medical medium autism protocol tutor And a tutor is helpful if you, you know, have read your textbook and have done your homework. You know, I can help you figure out how to implement it. I can help you kind of learn it in a different way or lock in the knowledge or, you know, the practical application of the knowledge. But um, I'm the most helpful to you if you've gotten the book Medical Medium, Secrets Behind Chronic and Mystery Illness and How to Finally Heal and you want the revised and expanded edition that came out last month and you have read the entire book not just the autism chapter and you understand the basics um that's what's going to be the most helpful for you um with these podcasts okay so let's talk about corn so we didn't think we didn't think we ate a lot of corn but it turns out we used a lot of corn products Uh, the corn in corn products is generally from conventionally grown corn products like corn chips corn cereal corn tortillas corn and gluten-free products, corn meal, high fructose corn syrup, the list goes on and on, but you get the idea. These products are generally made from conventional corn, which often means an aggressive form of GMO corn, genetically modified corn. Genetically modified corn has toxins in it that medical medium says are new to us as humans 
And depending on what viruses or pathogens you have in your body, corn has the potential to feed them, not to mention the pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides that could possibly be sprayed on the corn, which contain heavy metals. The exact thing we are trying to get our kids away from because children with ADHD or autism have heavy metals in their brain. So I did not believe removing corn from Nicholas's diet was going to be a big deal. I didn't think we were eating any corn, (laughs) but I am starting with corn on this podcast because it was the hardest thing to eliminate. When I did my purging of our pantry, when we first started, uh, so many of the foods Nicholas ate had corn in them. The name brand Rice Krispie cereal he loved, corn. The name brand, I don't want to say it, but circular cereal that he had, corn. Citric acid is a preservative that's in so many things that Nicholas would eat, like tomato paste or even salsa not that he ate salsa but just something to look out for and that's often made of corn also weird things you wouldn't even think of like baking powder can have cornstarch in it or toothpaste or gum or even tinctures like we buy our supplements from Vimergy because they are alcohol free because often the alcohol they use in tinctures as a preservative it's often corn grain alcohol so there you go uh you know remember that i came to medical medium information before vimergy was on the scene so back then there were so many different brands that medical medium recommended and the company would change and suddenly citric acid or alcohol would be added to supplements the medical meeting would take it off the list and replace it with something else. So if you are coming to this now, you are really so lucky Vimergy exists because it's so much easier to go to one place for so much of what you need and never have to like the bait and switch like so many of the other companies do. I, I, I don't, I mean, it's been like a long time now using Vimergy and I've never seen them ever add anything that medical medium says is bad. So I hope that that trend continues. But having done this for many years, I can tell you that that's the only company that I've ever seen be so strong in that way. Um, Another issue with corn is that it's very common that companies add it to their gluten-free products like noodles or crackers or even gluten-free flours can have corn. So one thing I want to take some time with right now is I want to talk about substitutions that I use. Um, as far as like gluten-free, like a gluten-free, gluten-free flour blend, I use Namaste. Uh, that's the brand I use. Uh, I'm not, first of all, I need to make this really clear. I'm not telling you you should buy these products. I'm not I'm just giving you some examples of what I'm using because I feel like these details are helpful to some people. Again, remember, I'm in Canada, so off, I'm going to, I'm just going to go off of what is available to me 
you may have access to a higher quality of product depending on where you were in the world. And as always, you know, double check the products I'm mentioning as this is April 2021 and in the future, who knows what these companies are going to add to their products. So if you're listening to this podcast a year from now, you know, maybe the products are ruined and it's, you know, full of corn. But right now, <laughs> this is what's good and what I'm using. Um, for cereal, I found one that Nicholas would eat. He loved his rice cereal. And um, so when I took it away, it was he was very upset. And it took him a full month to be open to eating the healthy version. And the cereal I use is called Nature's Path crispy rice. Uh, I like it because it's organic and it's made of brown rice flour. What makes it an imperfect cereal is that it also contains some sugar and molasses. So I have tried to get Nicholas to eat the plain puffed brown rice cereal and he wasn't having it. So this is what works and I'm happy with it. It's a thousand times better than the rice cereal we were eating before. Uh, so I'm just letting you know that's what's worked for us. And um, for baking powder and baking soda, I use the brand Purist, P-U-R-E-S-T. You can get that on Amazon, at least we can. It doesn't contain any cornstarch, aluminum, or gluten. And, you know, a big one right there is aluminum. You want to avoid baking powder, baking soda that has aluminum because aluminum and mercury are the two problem heavy metals that contribute to autism and ADHD. So you definitely don't want to add any more aluminum to your child's diet. And that also includes things like using aluminum foil when you're cooking, using aluminum dishes, um, using like aluminum bowls. Uh, just to touch aluminum foil, the oil on your skin absorbs a little bit of aluminum into your body. So trying to eliminate it from your house in general, um, even outside of cooking, is a great idea if your child has ADHD or autism. My favorite spaghetti and macaroni noodles that are gluten-free are made by the company Go Go Quinoa. And they are gluten-free and corn-free and organic. The texture is fantastic. It's not gummy like so many gluten-free noodles are. You just remember to um, not to overcook them, go by the time on the box, and then rinse them in cold water when they're done cooking. Uh, the the downside is these noodles are not cheap. They don't always have them um, at Costco, but that's where we try to buy them from because it's just such a better deal. Like I can get a small pack from the health food store of Gogo Quinoa macaroni and like a giant, like 10 times as much from, from Costco for the same price. So, and I swear they're fresher at Costco too. It tastes better. Uh, the another great thing about the macaroni the gogo quinoa macaroni is that it cooks in five minutes so if you have like made like a cheese sauce there's lots of vegan cheese sauces if people like macaroni and cheese you know they're they're generally based like potato 
carrot, onion, garlic powder, maybe a date. Um, a lot of times they put uh, curcumin in for the color. But my point is you can have that chia sauce in the fridge and you can just take five minutes to boil those noodles and dump your, you know, your vegan cheese in there and you have macaroni and cheese for your child uh, for lunch. Very easy. Uh, the spaghetti noodles take longer. They take about 15 minutes to cook. You want to always make sure you put a lot of water into those noodles. They're, they need a lot of water. So that's just a little tip on the side when you're making any kind of gluten-free noodles. Put in more water than you think they'll need. Uh, one thing I do like to do is make my sweet potato spaghetti sauce. The recipe's on my Instagram, um, Medical Medium Mommy on Instagram. I swear it tastes like ketchup, but it... It is just like chock full of healing veggies and it's overt fat free. So after I cook and rinse my spaghetti noodles, I dump them into my sweet potato spaghetti sauce and I put it in a glass container in the fridge with a tight fitting lid. And then at lunchtime, I can just scoop out some for Nicholas and heat it up. And, um, you know, I have a container of it in my fridge right now. It's just... Having meals like that that are ready to go makes doing this healing protocol realistic for me. So the spaghetti lasts in the fridge for four days at least, no problem. It probably lasts longer, but I've never had it. You know, we've always run out by four days. Um, another thing to talk about would be buying tomato puree or tomato paste for making spaghetti sauces and soups and stuff that's a real pain every single one seems to have citric acid but i have found a company called eat wholesome organic uh wholesome is w-h-o-l-e-s-o-m-e and their tomato puree comes in a glass bottle which is great and it's non-gmo organic and doesn't have citric acid so that's what I've been using for all the recipes that call for tomato puree or tomato paste, just using that. It's the only one I can find that is uh, clean. If you can find, you know, maybe there's more in the United States, I don't know, but if you can't find an organic puree or organic tomato paste, um, you can always, and you wanna make like any kind of recipe or soup you can always just throw in a handful or a cup, a cup of like organic tomatoes. A lot of the recipes uh, that work for children with autism or ADHD are like pureed, which is like my potato, sweet potato spaghetti sauce is pureed. So it doesn't matter, you know, if you use regular tomatoes, it's all going to get pureed in the end anyway. So there you go. It is possible to avoid corn in all its forms, but you have to be on your toes all the time. And, um, and you know, give yourself a break if you make a mistake. Like, for a while there, Costco was making tomato paste without citric acid. And then I was just buying it, buying it, buying it, and then one day they added it, and I didn't catch it very fast. So there was a, you know, there was a gap period where I was feeding my family citric acid, not knowing, you know, and also stuff like I did not know baking powder could was like full of cornstarch for so for like the first year I was giving um, 
when I was baking, I was baking with conventional cornstarch, with conventional baking powder, which had cornstarch in it, which was, you know, a bummer. We can only do our best. Prepare yourself that you're going to make mistakes. And even with making some mistakes, you know, obviously we still made a lot of progress. Um, I want to talk a little bit about our strategy with Nicholas. We pulled all the no foods all at once. So my son was young enough and struggling so, so much that I felt that was the best decision for him. Also, you know, I want to remind you that I didn't know anyone who had done the medical medium protocol for autism when I started. Um, to my knowledge at that time, there was nobody being public on Instagram saying, you know, oh, I did the medical medium protocol for autism and it worked for my child. And my inspiration came exclusively from the testimony in the book, which was um, about a teenage boy. And so when we started, I felt I needed to be like a scientist about it. I told my husband that we were going to do this for three months, no cheating. Because what I was worried about was like, how would I know if it was working if we only did it like, you know, a little bit or, you know, if I only did it, uh, took out just the gluten or I needed to know if it actually worked. And the only way I could figure that out is if I went 100%. Um, I can tell you that other people don't go 100% and it still works slowly, more slowly, but it still works. Like, um, but for us, that was what decision I made. And I mean, I told my husband for three months, no cheating. And I meant not even for Christmas, not even for Nicholas's birthday. Um, it's also worth pointing out that Nicholas was not in a place where he had any kind of understanding of a birthday or Christmas. So it wasn't like he was having something taken away from him that he had a feeling of an emotional connection to. Uh, when we started, Nicholas wasn't even, wasn't even playing with his toys in a way where he recognized what they were. For example, he had a play kitchen, but it just meant nothing to him. Like he just, stacked blocks and if he ever played with a kitchen it was just to open and shut a door 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 it didn't like he never pretended to cook anything or you know he, there was no like uh playing with it like it is a kitchen um he didn't recognize it as a kitchen it just was a thing um he wasn't my point in telling you this is I'm trying to explain that he wasn't present in that way and you know he would bite me as hard as he could and even if I like screamed in pain like you know it surprised me and it wouldn't register it didn't make him stop or pull away he just had no kind of connection between me making a noise and him biting it didn't there was no connection between that he didn't realize he was hurting me and the best thing I can do in those the best thing I could do in those situations, and I'm just sharing this with you in case you're in the situation right now where your child is biting as hard as they can. Um, the best thing I could do was just get my energy really calm 
So he's biting my arm. His teeth are just sinking into me. And I just get really calm and just try to radiate calmness into him. And that was the most effective way to get him to release the bite. I'm just sharing this with you because I want you to understand where we were at and how how much Nicholas had just like disappeared. And, and I'm not saying that this approach of going 100% is the right approach for you or your child. You are the expert on your child. You know the approach that's best for your little one. You might have a child that has a connection to holidays or has a connection or expectations around food for certain um, situations. And it would be downright traumatizing to just pull everything all at once. Uh, I also had a husband who did not believe this would work and that was a pressure on my shoulders as well because I felt like there was like a you know I had I was asking him to be okay with me buying all of these ingredients uh, for the heavy metal detox smoothie and supplements and and spending a lot more money on food because I wanted to switch to all organic fruits and veggies. And I also had made a rule that if Nicholas couldn't eat something, nobody could eat it in front of him. So I was, my husband was like hiding in our room eating his sandwiches and stuff. Because Nicholas, if you, you know, if Nicholas couldn't eat it, then nobody could eat it in front of him. That's, I just felt like that was a very fair rule because I just feel, felt very unkind to eat something in front of a child that they can't have um so um I don't know I just really appreciate my husband jumping in with me even though he didn't think it would work at all but it did work (laughs) and um the first week Nicholas made some eye contact and it was amazing. It was downright startling. It was downright startling to have him look directly at me, just directly look at me, like take me in. It was so wild. And then a few days in, not even a full weekend, he, we were sitting on my bed in my bedroom and he played peekaboo with me for like 40 seconds I would think Daniel Tiger was on and I think there was some peekaboo was being played on Daniel Tiger and then Nicholas turned to me and played peekaboo like he put his hands over his face and then like peekaboo (laughs) he didn't say it but he did the the vibe of it and then I and he just kept doing it and I did it back to him and he did it back to me and it was amazing. It was like 40 seconds, guys. Um, and by month two, he, uh, so the second month on the smoothie, he started to learn some sign language. Um, so very sweet, very sweet to have him be able to tell me, you know, one, he had the sign for milk, which he would always use for if he's thirsty. And um, it was just so wonderful to start to have some kind of communication back and forth. And that was just month two, we started learning sign language. So I just, we were, had been in a free fall. It had been, you know, he, he had been waking up from naps, not knowing who I was, like being afraid of me. Uh, 
And now he here he was making some eye contact, doing a little bit of shared attention, learning a little bit of, you know, learning a language. Sign language is a language. Learning a way of communicating to say, I'm hungry or I want a drink. You know, it's so, it was amazing. And um, it only took like a week and a half for my husband to be 100% convinced this was working. And he's been on my team ever since. Like he's been 100% committed. If I died tomorrow, he would continue on um, this way. It's not, I'm not like, um, it's not all, I don't, I don't have to be the person that's just like uh, the motor. In the morning, he's making the heavy metal detox smoothie. He's doing celery juice, you know. It's, uh, it's a team. It's a team. I have so much more to say, but I will save it for another podcast. Um, I also want to update you. Uh, I want to use this podcast to give little updates as they come up. So you guys know that the new edition of the first medical medium book came out last month. Uh, the revised and expanded medical medium secrets behind mystery secret behind chronic and mystery illness and how to finally heal. And uh, so Medical Medium has been doing a lot of lives about it. And one thing that I think you should probably know if you haven't seen the lives is he's coming out super hard against Zeolite, all Zeolite now. He says there is no longer any company that is good to use. He says it's dehydrating and draining of electrolytes and he doesn't, he says it doesn't work and some of the brands are very dangerous and he uh, really hard is coming out with don't use Zealot, it's off my directory, uh, don't, don't use it. You know, at one point there was one that he felt like was okay if people wanted to use it, but now he's saying there's none. And I think that's a very important thing. I've talked about Zeolite like four months ago, five months ago. And um, I just wanted you guys to have that update so you can make the decision for yourself and your family with that information. Hang in there, my friends. There are so many of us now. And uh, the best part of my day is getting messages and videos from you guys, of your kids, and just it's just so sweet seeing you know siblings hugging and uh, videos of counting and writing and um, it's just it's amazing it really is and I'm so grateful uh, that we all found the medical medium protocol for autism and our kids are healing and and I'm really grateful that you share your progress updates with me because it just you know, there is some like, there are some crazy people on the internet that like, oh my God, send me some hateful stuff. And it just keeps me going to see these progress updates. And, and, um, you know, that moment when parents are like, write me like, it is working. <laughs> it works. It's just like, I remember that exact feeling. And, um, if you ever feel brave enough to uh, share about it on Instagram, um, just know that I'm behind you 100%. I know it's kind of scary to put it out there. People are so crazy, but um, I think it as more there's more and more and more and more and more of us, uh, it can help other people find the information if you feel like that's something you want to do. So 
bless you all, bless your children, and I just want you to know you're doing a great job. And I'm so proud of you. And you're not alone. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And um, I'm proud of you for every step you take forward on the protocol. You are the expert on your child. You know what's right for your child. Follow your gut. Happy healing, my friends.